investors uh, dealing with problems in the uh, investment space. Things do change. Regulations change. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the retail alternative investment space. Our next guest certainly has some thoughts on how to make it better. Here with us is Steve Cantor. He's CEO at uh, S2K Financial. That's a registered broker-dealer, wholesale distributor of investment vehicles, also funds. And he joins us uh, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Friday. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thanks for having me. Tell me what you guys are up to. Well, you know, we got in this business about a year ago because we thought that the retail investors needed some change. They were buying these products, these, non, these non-traded REITs, and they weren't making any money. They couldn't get their money back. They weren't getting the dividends they were promised. And we thought the product would be better. And really simply put, we thought two things needed to change. One, we thought you had to bring better sponsors. And what do I mean by better sponsors? People that are institutional sponsors. The guys you talk about on Bloomberg every day, those are the people we want. The Blackstones of the world. They should be coming to this marketplace. The second part is we thought the structures were flawed. We thought that there was no alignment of interest between the investor and the sponsors. So we got into this market to try to change that. Interesting. Um, And since you've gotten in, what has changed? Well, regulations changed. And actually, regulation is coming You're talking about DOL. DOL and and Rule 1502, which, which has transparency. We think they're great rules, right? We believe people should always act as fiduciaries. Right. It seems so simple. It seems a given. It, you think so. It's funny, though. I've talked to uh, you know financial advisors, good financial advisors, who are like, this is going to be really problematic, though, to the smaller guys who can't really afford to maybe kind of keep up with all of the necessary new rules and regulations, if you will. Uh, and he says that most of the time, if you're a bad guy, you may be around for a little bit, but you don't last long because you end up running out of clients. Yep. I think he's right. Actually... Most of the people I've met in the broker-dealer world are good people. They really want to do the best for their clients. I think there's some confusion. I think some people believe fiduciary means suitability. It doesn't. Suitability is a portion of being a fiduciary. But at the end of the day, I always put the – it's a very simple test for me. Would you put your mom and dad or your grandparents in that investment? And if you would, could you explain it to them? And if you really kind of play by that rule, it really makes life simple. Yes, it is not a perfect rule. I think it will create a lot of litigation that doesn't need to exist. But it is a good rule that makes people refocus on being a fiduciary. It's one more thing to kind of make you maybe have a second thought. Correct. Before doing something. The, the bigger change, honestly, was 1502. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was transparency. In the old days, you could buy one of these products and you could pay $10. They would take 12 to 16% of your money for expenses. Right. So that you'd only put 82 or 84 cents in the ground. Right. But when you got your statement, your statement would say $10. My thought was always, why don't you just put $20? It's as accurate as $10. Now you got to adequately reflect exactly what you're putting in the ground. Is it is it also happening just the marketplace where the the kind of push towards lower fees? There's so much pressure on that environment, uh, and there's a raised awareness. That's a great question. Absolutely, right? Fees fees need to come down or be commensurate with the investment. What do you you know? There's an interesting story. in Bloomberg Business Week this week by our Hugh Sun that's taking a look specifically at robo-advisors. And I guess there's certainly a perception out there that there's algorithms and machine learning and cer- certainly involved in there to assess an investor's risk, right? But I think there's an assumption that there's a certain level of ob- objectivity, right? Yes. That you're really going to be matched up with what's best for you. And now we're finding, for better or for worse, that you know there are fun families, if you will, who are basically um, wooing, sending, you know, um, you know, putting people on junkets to kind of put their their funds front and center. Is that okay? 
No. That to no, me isn't transparency. It's not. That's, it's not transparency. If you're accepting stuff, you need to say it. And by the way, I think robo's great as a part part of what goes on. But at the end of the day, no one knows anybody better. You, you didn't know me before I sat here. When I look at you in the eye, I can actually try to get a feeling of what you want and what you need. Robo works great in great markets, but if everybody's following the market, well, when the market turns the other way, guess what happens? It's a disaster. Right. So ETFs, robo, these are big issues going forward, I think. Well, that's interesting. Do you think that when we do get some kind of undoing of the market, we've had some volatility, but for the most part, it's been on a pretty clear trajectory, certainly the equity markets to the upside. Uh, we'll see whether or not these robo-advisors ultimately do work. I actually— I mean, they've been around for a while they now. Have. And there's a portion, right? Look, at the end of the day, everybody should diversify in every way. I just think diversification is the best investment strategy. So at the end of the day, yes. Could you have somewhat robo? But if you're going to take your whole portfolio and put it in a robo, I think you're making a terrible mistake. So what do you say to investors kind of eyes wide open at this point? Well, I think you should be very careful. You should understand where we are in the game. You should but buy— what does that mean, understand where we are in the game? Well, look, no one's going to say we're at the—if we, if we use baseball terms for one second— we're not in the first inning of a nine-inning game. Right, 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 right. So understand, right, no one's giving you this without taking risk. And so you always have to measure risk and reward. What can you actually afford? What kind of risk can you take to get the reward you want? Understand you want liquidity in places. You pay for liquidity. So at the end of the day, nothing comes free. So just make sure that whatever you do, you diversify your portfolio to a bunch of things and get a bunch of opinions, I, be, I believe the biggest issue out there is education of the consumer. At the end of the day, to be a good consumer, the more you know, the better you are. So don't just take somebody's word. Actually spend the time, it's your money, doing the work and trying to figure out what is the right thing for you. It is amazing that there are investors who get into things without really looking at the fine print. I mean, I know the fine print can be qu quite cumbersome, but that's your responsibility. Yeah, the 400 pages of a perspective. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough fine print. All right, we got to run. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. Steve Cantor, Chief Executive Officer of S. 2K Financial, based in New, York, in New York, based in New York, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Friday. Coming up, everybody, another check on trading. Bloomberg Markets, I'm Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg. <laughs>